This week, a private member's bill was tabled in the House of Commons calling for changes to the Greenhouse Gas Pollution Pricing Act. Bill C-234 would expand the definition of farm machinery and extend the exemption for qualifying farming fuel to natural gas and propane. Andre Harp is an Alberta farmer and chair of the Grain Growers of Canada. The cost of the natural gas is actually pretty much almost the least amount on on my bill uh, because, you know, it gets back to, you know, the, the carbon tax was 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 huge. And plus, not only are we paying the carbon tax, but uh, we get charged the GST on the carbon tax also. So we get double whammy, you know, so we're talking thousands of dollars. Harp says the carbon tax affects all aspects of agriculture, from grain farmers to greenhouses and livestock producers. Stats Canada says as of December 31st, Canola stocks were down 43.1% year-over-year to 7.6 million tons, their lowest level since 2007. On-farm stocks fell 50.8% to 5.6 million tons, offsetting commercial stocks, which rose 4.3% to 1.9 million tons. The decline in on-farm stocks was largely attributable to low total supply, Neil Townsend is with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Well, within the line of what we were expecting, I mean, I, I guess the, the bottom line is this, is that, you know, there's seven months left in the marketing year, you know, as of the, that report. Typically, we'd be using, you know, somewhere around 1.5 million tons of canola between domestic usage and export. And, uh, you know, we have 7.5 or 7.6 million tons left. Yeah, I think there's been a bit of rationing, certainly on the export side and to a smaller degree on the on the domestic side, but I mean, it's very, very tight. Despite strong international demand, canola exports fell 43.1% compared with one year earlier. And there weren't a lot of changes domestically in the USDA's February WASD report. However, Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource Company out of Chicago, talks about a few changes internationally. They cut the Brazilian soybean crop 5 million metric tons, now 134, 3 million metric tons below last year. And then they made reductions also by 1.5 million tons to Argentina and 2.2 million metric tons to Paraguay. So all combined now in the last two reports, USDA has cut about, oh, at 18 million metric tons of soybeans or about, you know, 800 million bushels. So that is supportive to the soybean market. But other than that, we're going to be looking at South American weather and whether China continues to be a aggressive buyer of U.S. soybeans going forward. The Water Security Agency has released their preliminary spring runoff outlook for 2022. Sean Osmar is the manager of communications for the Water Security Agency. He talks about what the runoff potential is based on. So it's based on... Um data that we gather from a variety of sources, including Environment Canada, uh, U.S. National Weather Service, uh, weather data, precipitation uh, falls that we've seen accumulated in the province. You know, we have monitoring stations uh, around the province, as well as, you know, some boots on the ground of WSA staff who are out in the field and actually testing and measuring um, snow levels. The report shows most of southern Saskatchewan with below-normal snowmelt runoff potential. 
Osmar says that without additional snowfall, surface water supply issues are likely to occur this year in the southwest. The spring runoff outlook could change as there is potential for another 8 to 10 weeks of winter left. The first spring runoff forecast will be issued in early March. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Vossler.